0: This will be our, our last night on this, but we've been talking about a, a new way of thinking. And we've been basing this off of really two scriptures. One, Second Corinthians 5.17, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. And the other scripture is Colossians chapter 3, If then you were raised with Christ, then seek those things which are above where Christ is. That's where we are. Well, you and I are in Christ, and the old life is gone, and a new life has begun. That's real clear to us, right? We've heard that over and over and over. But again, we need to be reminded to think like the new man we really are. Go with me in your Bibles real quickly to Galatians chapter 2. Galatians chapter 2. I encourage you guys, don't just take notes. Look at the Word of God with me. The reason I tell you to do that is you look in the Word, see it with your own eyes, remind yourself, and that'll be a blessing to you. Galatians chapter 2 and verse 20. I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me again this is affecting the the new way of thinking notice i have been crucified with christ my old man has been crucified with Christ. It's no longer I live, but Christ who lives in me. So Christ lives in us as the new creation. And what we're to do is live by faith according to the Word of God. But again, we need to be confessing this. We need to be reminding ourselves of what God's Word says about us. Well, the Word tells us something else about us. It says, you, the old man, died. You're gone. He's dead and he's buried with Christ. You, the new man, need to be living this new life, and that life is in Christ. Amen? If we have a new life, like we mentioned, and there was an old life, there must be differences between the two, right? In other words, our new life is not like our old life. We can't think like the old man anymore. We have to think like the new man we are. I said this last week. I want to say it again. Listen closely. If we still think like the old person we were, then we're going to act and live like the old person. Listen to me. A poor person thinks poor. A rich person thinks rich. You get what I'm saying? In other words, it's their mentality. It is. Remember, the Word of God says that as we think in our heart, so are we. So if you think a certain way, if you see yourself a certain way, if you think locked in in a certain way, you're going to live that no matter what you know. You're going to live that way. So it's important that you and I recognize, wait a minute now, if I'm going to live like the new person I am in Christ, if I'm going to see those benefits, I have to begin to change my thinking. And of course, all of us here have started that process. Now, it's not a process you're going to begin and end in a certain period of time. There's no I should say there's no like school and graduation in the kingdom of God where you're going to go only so many years and then you know it all. And then you're sailing through life, the rest of it. It doesn't work that way. You're not, and you're not going to be pushed through in the kingdom of God. If you're going to do things God's way, then God is going to make sure you are fully prepared, fully matured, fully developed, so you can continue to do what the Lord uh, has for you to do. The problem many Christians find themselves in is that they are a new creation. They have received Jesus. They understand that. And they are a new creation in Christ, and all things are new, yet they still find themselves thinking and continuing to live the lower life that they've been set free from. And then that's why you see Christians addicted to things. Have we been made free in Christ from all things? Then why are there so many Christians in bondage? Why are there so many of them? There's no difference between them and the world. In the church, there's certainly no difference between divorce in the church and divorce outside the church. Should there be a marked difference? Absolutely. Absol- Should we see sickness at the same level in the church as outside the church? Not hardly. I mean, not at all. We shouldn't see the same amount of people in prison. <laughs> Inside churches, outside the church. Yet we see it, all the time. You can go to prisons all over the place filled with born-again people. Why? Because they haven't renewed their mind. They're not thinking like the new creation. They're thinking like the old man, even though they are, in reality, a new creation. And so it's very, very important we adjust our thinking. You don't need to turn here, but Colossians 3, 1 through 3, we've, we've been reading this, If then you were raised with Christ, seek those things which are above where Christ is, sitting at the right hand of God. Set your mind on things above, not on things of the earth. That is a command to us as born again children of God. For you died and your life is hidden with Christ in God. I like the New Living Version of Colossians 3.3. For you died to this life and your real life is hidden with Christ in God. This earth does not have the things that we need as a born-again Christian. It doesn't have them. The the things that normal people think about in this earth, that they focus on, they're not going to meet our needs. Our real life is hidden with Christ and God. If you are a born-again child of God, and you don't begin to grow and develop in the Word of God, and who you are in Christ, you're going to be a miserable Christian. And it's ridiculous to be a miserable Christian, isn't it? We're the born again children of God. I mean, we know him personally. I know where I'm going. I've been set free from sin and death. I'm not going to hell, I'm going to heaven. I, I, I mean, I, I have those things. Shouldn't we be the most joyful? Yet, there's a lot of Christians out there taking drugs for depression. This ought not be, why? Because they don't know it. They're still thinking like the old man, even though they're the new person. Our real life is in Christ. So, this new life requires us to be focused again on what the Word says, on heavenly things as opposed to earthly things. Real quickly, go with me to Romans chapter 8. We looked at this last week. Romans chapter 8, verses 5 and 6. This makes it clear. It helps us to understand why we're to seek those things that are above. Why, are to, why is it important that we be focused more on spiritual things than physical things or eternal things versus natural things? Well, Romans 8, 5 through 6 tells us, For those who live according to the flesh set their minds on the things of the flesh. In other words, notice the connection between their thinking. Okay, Their thinking focused on earthly things, natural things. Now notice what it says. But those who live according to the Spirit, the things of the Spirit. So in other words, if you're going to be spiritual or if you're going to walk in this new man in Christ the way you should be, then you're not going to be focused on... Earthly things or natural things, you're going to be focused on spiritual things or heavenly things. Verse 6 For to be carnally or fleshly, earthly minded is death, but to be spiritual minded is life and peace. Now, let me ask you this Did our old man die? Is it dead and buried? So, shouldn't dead things stay in the grave? Did you ever raise up your old man? Sure, you have. You raised him up and you're like, "Holy cow, you're not supposed to be here." You know? How did I do that? How did I yell? How did I cuss like that? How did I react like that? Well, that old man, you you didn't leave him buried. And see, that's what he's saying is if you if you're focused like the old man, just focused on getting by, just focused on making a buck, just focused on earthly things, temporary things, what is that? It's death. If we're alive to God in Christ, should we have anything to do with dead things? No, no. Now, what does it say? If we're spiritually minded, it's what to us? Life and peace, the way it should be. The way it should be. That's how a Christian ought to live, in life and peace. Amen? As a child of God, we need to understand we draw our life from Christ. We're in Him. We're in the world, but we're not of the world. So the more we focus and understand our source of life is in Him, and where is He? In heavenly places, or eternal things. Now, the Word of God, of course, lines up with that, right? Is this eternal? Remember, Jesus said, heaven and earth will pass away, but my word will not pass away, right? This is eternal. This is the Word of God. Jesus is the Word of God manifested. So the more we focus on this, who are we focusing on? We're focusing on the Father. We're focusing on Jesus. We're focusing on God. Amen? I made this statement last week. I want to say it again. Listen closely. A new life requires that we think, talk, and walk like the new creation we are. If we think, talk, and walk like the old man we remember, we won't be able to live the new life. And that's a horrible place to be, and there's so many people there. Now, I want you to go with me to Matthew chapter 6 real quick. Matthew 6. Jesus refers to a new kingdom. And with that new kingdom comes a new way of thinking. He's trying to show us how to focus more on spiritual things or eternal things than natural things. And he helps us here in Matthew chapter 6. Again, quit looking at this scripture as just, this is how I get my needs met. Okay? Because a lot of people, that's the first thing in their mind when they see Matthew chapter 6. They think about seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things shall be added to you. In other words, your needs will be met. Yes, that's true, but I want you to see something more there. Matthew chapter 6, let's begin with verse 31. Jesus is trying to change our thinking, okay? Therefore, do not worry saying. Does what we say matter? right he's saying right here do not worry saying all right what shall we eat or what shall we drink or what shall we wear verse 32 for after all these things the gentiles seek now stop right there look at me what are the gentiles who are the gentiles those are out those outside the kingdom okay? Those that would be like in our normal vernacular, and the way we talk, those would be sinners. Those would be those outside of Christ, okay? Um, Or the world, we could say, all right? Now, he's saying here, for after all these things the Gentiles seek. Everybody say seek. Now, what does seek mean? Seek is a very active thing, isn't it? it's it's in other words what he's saying is this is how they live this is how they seek they this is what their motivation is now what is their motivation look here again therefore do not worry saying what shall we eat what shall we drink what shall we wear what are all these things have in common they're temporal right They come, they go, they change, but what he's saying is the world simply seeks after what? Having their needs met, and if any better than that would be what? Having more than enough or have it piled up, right? Have a bigger home, a greater vacation, right? retirement to make sure everything's covered i I want more than enough in the bank so i don't have to think about it or concern myself in other words what are they working for what are they living for they're living for what to meet their needs only their whole focus in life is about things on some level correct I mean, that is what's motivating them. You say, well, what about their, uh, their, their wife or their husband or their children? Well, yes, but what do they go to work for? To meet the needs of everybody else, right? To take care of them, to get more. What's, what's the thing we hear all parents say? I would like my children to have better than I had, right? One generation after the other trying to outdo the generation before and doing more stuff. But what does it all have in common? Every single one of it, or all of it, is temporary. It's not eternal. It won't last forever. It's just, poof, and it's gone. Right? That's a mindset. And what we have to do as believers is get out of that mindset. That's what Jesus is saying. Now notice what Jesus says here. He says, for after all these things the Gentiles seek, For your heavenly Father knows you need all those things. How many know we need these things? All these temporary things we do need. I don't know about you, but I appreciate my car. I appreciate that it starts. I appreciate it's got air conditioning. I appreciate the fact i got money in my pocket, so when I want to go grab something neat, I can. Right? All these natural things we need. Does our heavenly Father know we need them? Right? Any good heavenly father would. He's he's saying right here, I know you need these things, but notice what he tells us to do. Verse 33. But instead like the world, don't be like them, but seek first the kingdom of God. Remember, the Gentiles seek something, don't they? And we are seeking something too. We're living for something too. But he said, but seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things these temporary things will be added to you what does he want he wants us living for something greater he wants us living for something eternal he wants us focused on something that makes a difference he wants us he wants to have a relationship with he wants us to seek him He wants us to get to know Him in His Word. And as we do that, the things that we need in this world will come to us. Who will provide them? Say this with me. Say, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. See, He doesn't want us. Isn't it a waste of life for our entire life to be focused on something that will just go away? It's meaningless over time. When we could focus on things eternal. I can't take the bank um, book with me, can I? But I sure can take a person. Do you understand? What's an eternal thing? Spiritual things. You're spiritual. Saint or sinner. You're still spiritual. You understand that? That somebody's either going to go to heaven and be with the Lord, or they're going to go to hell. So he's saying, why are you focused just on these earthly things? That's not going to help anybody. Let's focus on the Lord. Let, let me help you here. Matthew six thirty three 33 in the Amplified. Listen closely. Everybody say, I'm listening. But seek. Now this is defining seek. But seek, aim at, strive after, first of all, his kingdom and his righteousness. Now what's his Righteousness. His way of doing and being right. How do we get there? By His Spirit and through His Word. We get to know Him. That's what He's saying our life should be focused on. Then He said, then, everybody say, then. Then, then all these things taken together will be given you besides. And in other words, God wants us to have a nicer home, a a nicer vacation, nice clothes. He wants us to have all these things. He just doesn't want to make that the focus in life. God wants us to have whatever we desire to have. He just doesn't want it before Him. He didn't care if you want a Rolls Royce. Who cares? Or a Porsche or whatever you might want. Or the biggest home in Muskogee. Who gives a flip? As long as it's not before the Lord. How do I know it's before the Lord? Because if He asked you to give it away, could you? but lord it's my 911 it's my porsche i can't give that up then it owns you you don't own it amen he wants to have our heart do you understand that that is that now that is again a mindset in our thinking romans chapter 12 verse 2 write this down just romans 12:2 this is the new living it says don't copy the behavior and customs of this world but let god transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Do you see that? By changing the way you think. You are a new person in Christ, but if you're going to walk in the reality of it, if you're going to see it full-blown manifested in your life and other people are going to see it, you're going to have to change the way you think. Do you see that? We're transformed by that. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is his good and pleasing and perfect amen so we to be changed to to walk in the fullness of who we are in christ we have to let god transform us into that person we are in the spirit but if our mindset if our thinking hasn't changed to think like the new man we won't walk in it we'll still act like the old man and again sometimes the old man creeps up doesn't it why we haven't been focusing on the new man that's why the word of god says what put on the new man Wear them like clothes. How many in the morning get dressed on purpose? I mean, no one throws you into a closet and you come out with clothes. You got up and you decided, I'm going to wear that. Okay? And I'm going to put that on. Because that's what I want to wear. Well, that's how you're supposed to get up with the Word of God and remind yourself who you are. Put on the new man. Be aware of it. Be conscious of it. You know? You'll know, you act differently. I remember years ago, they did a thing at Rhema years and years ago. The I'm talking about the Bible school. They had an incident where they used to, back in the day, you had to wear a coat and a tie. I mean, you had to dress up. And uh, it's not that way anymore. The rules have, have changed a lot. But back then, you had to dress up every single day. The women had to be in dresses and so on and so forth or pants whatever they had you know suit but fully dressed is what I mean nice well they had a period of time when it was warm weather that the air conditioning systems went out in a spot or two so it was extremely uncomfortable so for that week and that week only while they were getting repaired they let them dress down a little bit they didn't have to wear a coat and a tie and and so on so they could loosen up their shirt and you know so all of a sudden they noticed people were late for class, they weren't turning in their stuff, they were, you know, there was all these... It's like, what happened? Do you ever notice that what you put on transforms the way you look at things? When you put a suit on, you act differently. When you put a uniform on for something you might be doing, you act differently than you do in a t-shirt and jeans. What's the mentality in t-shirt and jeans? I'm relaxed. I'm comfortable. Right. But when you're dressed up, you tend to sit up straighter and you're more focused. It affects you. It affects the way you think. Right. And the way you think affects how you act. You see that our thinking affects our actions and what we'll do. But the fact is this, that we're not to be focused on temporary things of life. Even though they're important, I am not dismissing the temporary things of life. They're important. Jesus said, don't take a thought saying, in a nutshell, how are you going to pay the bills? Pay the rent, the mortgage. How are you going to pay for college? How are you going to do this? How are you going to do that? He said, focus your life, your thoughts on spiritual things, eternal things, and the Lord will take care of the natural things. That doesn't necessarily mean you just say, Well, the Lord's going to take care of me, so He'll just go ahead and do everything for me. I didn't say He was your bill payer. If you don't pay your bills, guess what's going to happen? You can't say, Lord, hello. He's going to say, listen, you're an adult. You know how to write a check. You know how to do things. In other words, he's not going to be your financial manager. You know what I'm saying? He's not going to take care of things for you. He will meet your needs. He will get it to you. He will show you what to do. You understand what I'm saying? He'll anoint you. He will help you to get everything. But you still got to be responsible in life. Amen? So we don't throw out the baby with the bathwater, do we? We understand these temporary things need to be taken care of. And we ought to be um, better at it than anybody else. We ought, in other words, we always ought to pay our bills, not just on time, but early. Amen? We ought to be faithful, and the world ought to see that faithfulness in us. But our life is not about focusing on that. It's focusing on eternal things. In other words, he said to focus on our fellowship with the Lord. Put Him first. And while you're putting Him first, He'll make sure those temporary natural needs are met. And take time every day to confess who you are in Christ. The more that you talk about it and think about it, the more real it will become to you. So as in tradition, i got a confession for you real quick. You ready? Yeah, that's good. All right. All right. Say this with me. Say, I'm a new creation in Christ. My old life is gone. It is no longer I who live. But Christ lives in me. I live by faith in the Son of God. My life glorifies God. I focus my thoughts on eternal things, spiritual things. Therefore, I am filled with the life and peace of God. I seek God first in every area of life. The Lord is my shepherd. Therefore, I lack nothing. And have more than enough. Amen.